Howdy, Fat Guy Forum listeners. Before we get into this week's episode, just a reminder that there is a great way for you to support the podcast and keep it going, and that's by joining the Fat Guy Forum Patreon that you can find at patreon.com slash gourmetgoesketo. I use all the funds from the Patreon to go for the subscriptions and equipment that are used on the podcast, and if you join now, you will have the opportunity to be a part of helping decide the direction of the podcast as we dive into some new topics and try out a few new things. So I look forward to having you on board. Sign up today. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet, and I am excited to have you with us once again as we take you through the journey of yet another guy. This week's guest's name is Chris Lewis. And No, it's not. Is it? Wait, Chris... I'm screwing up your name, aren't I? <laughs> it's uh, Chris Lewis Thomas. That's what it is. I'm like, I know there was three names, and I was going to screw that up. <laughs> it's 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 Saturday afternoon for Chris, and it's still early Saturday morning for me. So I'm going to use that as an excuse for a second. But I apologize. I have Chris with me today. Uh, I have found Chris on Instagram, connected with him through seeing some other people I know follow him, and... Saw some kind of amazing work, and he's got quite the journey for us to talk about. So I don't want to delay any longer. Chris, tell us, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? Well, I think what qualifies me is that I've always been the token fat guy of the group or the fat kid. Yeah, so your your issues with your weight started when you were younger, right? Yes, sir. Um, the earliest memories I have of probably elementary school are um, getting picked on about my weight or for my weight. And what do you think, you know, do you, at that point, like, were you conscious of it? Or, like, do you do you have any, like, even thoughts now as an adult of, like, where do you think your, your weight issues kind of how it developed for you? Um... At that point, like early on, I don't think I was as um, like conscious of it or like like it wasn't an issue to me. Um, You know, other kids, other people made it an issue and I was having uh, issues, you know, getting picked on at school. And then also um, like it started to get to a point where I was my siblings were also picking on me about my weight. So. And were you the, the biggest kid in the family? Like, or were, were other people overweight or was it kind of just more you? Um, Other people were like overweight, but I've always been like the biggest. Mm. And one of the things you shared with me kind of in our pre-talking before this episode was that this teasing and this, this picking on like led to you to develop like a persona to try to kind of protect yourself. Yeah, well, like early on, um, you know, one one thing I realized is that like people don't really mess with the bully. Um, you know, people don't really like if so. I mean, it it was kind of like um, you know, I kind of learned that like violence and aggression will like keep people off of you. Um, so it became like a defense. It became my protection, you know, a defense mechanism. And how did that, you know, how did that impact, like, what life was like for you kind of growing up? Um, it impacted it a lot because it, it kind of, it, it 
made me turn into this person that I wasn't. Like, I've always been, like, introverted um, to myself and not really um, outgoing. Like, I've always been, like, you know, one of the kids who does very well in school, um, you know, just quiet to himself and uh, just laid back. And it, it made me, like, the complete opposite. Mm. And as you grew up and kind of using this defense mechanism, what happened with, you know, was, what's the best way to kind of describe this? Like, was your weight something that kind of, especially like when you got into high school, because I think that's when we start to become really conscious for most people of kind of like our size difference and all and that sort of thing. Was that something that had an impact on you, you know, when you were in that age range or was it more later on? Yeah, well, um, I mean, of course it impacted me. Like, um, you know, like like I said, the, the, the more I realized, the more aggressive I was. And if I picked on people, mm-hmm. people picked on me less. And, um, like, but whenever I would just be myself, like, you know, I, I, I would hear people, like, make comments and, you know, like, they wouldn't maybe necessarily, like, say it to me all the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I would hear stuff or see people looking at you or you know, may hear somebody make a slight comment and it, you know, it affected me. And the more, you know, it hurt me, the more aggressive I became, the more, um, you know, just, I guess to a point, the more violent I became because yeah. I, okay, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, but you know, I, I was just saying like, it, it really, uh, like, I don't think I could have survived those years if I didn't like develop that you know that that other personality and at this during that time you know when you're dealing with that were you trying to lose weight or was it more like that was all just becoming like who you were nah like i i was just like i said i was just the fat guy the fat kid and um like nobody ever you know, like, of course, my mom, like, she, like, so, so I got, like, very severe, you know, uh, gynecomastia, and uh, if people don't know what that is, that's basically where you just, like, as a male, you have very enlarged breasts, and, um, like, really, if you have a high, the higher your body fat percentage, the bigger the breast gonna be, and, uh, so, like, that has always, you know, of course, being a boy walking around with that issue has always, like, <laughs> been, like, a big thing. Um, and so, like, my mom, she would do stuff like, you know, like, try to help me, like, wrap it up and and do stuff. But, like, it never really was introduced to me, you know, like, lose weight or this or that. Yeah, and that's a, and I think that's something a lot of people, a lot of guys deal with and don't talk about you know, the gynecomastia issue, because it's not just weight, uh, you know, it it's dr- can be driven by weight, but it's an actual kind of like hormonal issue as well that affects kind of your physical development. So the, the mental impact of, of being a kid, seeing that happen to yourself, you know, has to be a, a challenge. Oh, yeah, like, like I could have I think I would I, I could have been fine like just being a fat kid but mm-hmm. like when you added that element to it it kind of took it to a, another level um because like of course it's it's there it's it's noticeable and you know that being like one of the biggest things about you know being a fat guy or a fat kid is we always feel like people looking at us and 
And on top of that, like, okay, now not only are people looking at us because we fat, but okay, now I got these dang big man boots. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, so it's an understatement to say, like, it really, like, it impacted my life just uh, astronomically. You you left high school. You were in the. I think you you had told me you were in the high two hundreds, but your weight continued to grow. Like take us through what happened to you. You know, as you kind of got out into the to the adult world. Yeah, well, well, I had to go back to. Uh, I had to stop at tenth grade because tenth grade was the first time that I actually went to the doctor and like actually knew my weight. You know, of course I knew I was fat, but you know I I never had a number on it. And tenth grade was the first time that. It was ever a number put put to it, and I was ever like really cognizant of it, um, you know. But still, by that point, I was kind of entrenched in that persona, and I was making it. You know, I had to deal with some stuff here and there, but for the most part, people knew that. You know, if you mess with Chris, like, <laughs> you know, like he he Chris bite back. You know, at that point. Um. So you know, I I. I went through some trouble. Uh, I went through some trouble, like I said, where, um, you know, like the more violent and stuff I got, I ended up like going to a group home and uh, different stuff like that. Um, was in and out of the home. And 10th grade, I, I ended up in that group home. You know, I seen the doctor and stuff more. And like that was the first time my weight was actually brought up. Uh, end up making it back home. And, you know, at that point, stuff had got better. And then, uh, I ended up losing my mom and, uh, in 2005, um, 2006, uh, I graduate after high school. I think I remember, uh, my weight being around maybe like 295, maybe 300. Uh, and I actually did like, you know, try to be more active and actually lose weight. Um, but it was like nothing structured to it. Um, you know, like go out, go out into the world. You know, you this fat guy. I'm still dealing with, you know, the uh, gynecomastia thing. Um, it's of course worse at this point. The more weight I gain, um, the worse it gets. Um, you know, 2007 is when I actually met my wife. Uh, she was in her senior year of high school, and uh, you know that was the first time uh really like from a that I, I had got that type of attention like from the female perspective um so so you know like her uh joining my journey really you know really really helped out a lot where it was like where I went through so much trauma younger um where I went through so dealing with so much trauma younger um like she really like my backbone moving forward from from that point on what do you think was going on with you like because having been through that trauma do you think it was you know in terms of your weight do you think food was something that you had had it developed into something that you turned to for comfort or was it just something you weren't really conscious of, of that side of it Oh, I think um I, I think that part is like twofold. I think like um you know being being you know and a, and a lot of times being poor is is like you get uh, it's not like, um, 
Yeah, so um, the the apartment, I think it was twofold, like as far as one of it was just like economics, like being poor. Um, you eat, you know, what you can get, what's the most economical, what you can stretch the furthest. Um, my mom was doing the best she can. And also, you know, it's an emotional thing. You know, it's when we happy, we eat. Um, when <laughs> when we celebrate, we eat. When we mad, we eat. Um, so it was definitely a coping mechanism. And so you're, you meet your wife, and you know she's you've got her support now. What what happened? You know, in terms of like development because i know one of the things you shared was that you started working driving trucks and saw some you know saw like some more weight come on yeah um up up until that point i think i relatively uh like kept my weight within you know a certain range where i didn't really um you know go too much higher i want to say around say uh 2010 is when i first uh got into driving trucks you driving over the road cross country and uh, went over the road for sorry we had a, a little technical issue but chris was talking about 2010 you started getting into driving trucks going cross country what what was going on for you then yes sir that was um actually a, a great time for me a great time in my life um you know i started actually making some real money um you know, better better being able to take care of my family. Um, my wife was getting ready to start nursing school, and I also picked up some weight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I think, because it's not always the bad times where that happens to us. You know, a lot of times it happens in the good times. Like, you know, other things are going great in our lives, and this issue, kind of like you were saying earlier, you know, whether it, you're celebrating or there's bad stuff going on, you know, food is there. So I think a lot of people go through that place of, especially when you find something that clicks for you professionally and you start doing some, you know, start seeing some of that money coming in food access, you know, even gets greater and, and you see those weight issues, you know, continue. So what, what happened, you know, how did it, what happened to you then? Like, what were you, did you have any, were you trying at, at any point then like to lose weight like or was it like life was just good and let's just go we'll go with it as it is um li- life was i mean uh you know that you said that the more uh with more money more access uh <laughs> like that that kind of became a theme for me um because i had dealt with so much in childhood and um you know was so limited to a lot um it became a theme for me that is like um, okay, if I want to go eat a steak for breakfast, now I can't afford it. <laughs> or, you know, if I want to eat out every meal, now I can't afford it. So it became more of that type of thing. Um, but once I did come off the road, uh, you know, after that eight months to a year, once I did finally come off the road, I realized I had picked up, you know, that, that weight. And so um, I did at that point, you know, start to kind of get more of like some structured weight loss going on. And what were you doing at that time? Like, how did that come about for you? Um, 
you know, just like uh, you know, my wife probably had, probably had mentioned uh, something about the weight gain, and um, and so at that point, you know, I started trying to eat better, uh, exercise, walk more, and that kind of thing. And were you successful? Was that a was that a good period? Like, what what happened? Um, yeah, I uh, so at that point, I was um successful i think like that run i maybe lost like 40 pounds or so um i lost maybe yeah about maybe about 40 pounds got down to like 320 325 and was that because one of the you mentioned someone um in your your kind of pre-show email to me who i know um that you you discovered and and reached out to and that was neil burns (laughs) um yeah that's my guy so how did take take us into a little bit of that? So uh, just so happened, I was at home one day and uh, I seen Neil on the news. Now this is around, I want to say 2011, 2012. Um, I see Neil on the on the news and um, you know somebody. So you know one of the biggest things and and, and you know this because you had experiences that majority of the people that's gonna um, try to help you in losing weight or push they they never had 200 300 excess pounds to lose so it's very it's very different when you from the outside looking in but you know when i seen neil i'm like okay this guy has he been there you know he he's been big and he's lost the way he did it um so instantly I got on Facebook and reached out to him. And when I reached out to him, you know, if you've had any kind of contact with him, like, dude is awesome. Um, Neil, Neil is the best. And so, you know, I reached out to him, contacted him. And, you know, of course he was inviting and open and, you know, willing to do anything to help. And so at, at that point, you know, I started down another journey, you know, but this time with somebody with, uh, more experience and uh you know that was willing to help me along the journey mm. and and how did that go for you then like because i think that's that's an important thing that you brought up like that idea that sometimes it's good to find someone who can resonate with your experience and for those people that don't know neil neil was significantly overweight you know he was very large and lost a ton of weight and is really like a powerhouse in terms of consistency and commitment and doing the work and so uh, it's it's awesome to see people connect with individuals like him so how did that assist you you know moving forward um so i mean that that rent went very very well um so at that point um i was kind of getting to playing semi-pro football so i was working out more i was being more active um, Neil was helping me out um, as far as like meal plan purposes and uh, understanding nutrition and all that kind of thing. And um, I think I may have even like uh, order uh, like his cookbook or whatever program he was, um, you know, helping people with at that time. And um, like that that particular point, uh, I was extremely successful with my weight loss. Um, I got all the way down to like 280, I think. And you were physically active, like you said, you were playing semi-pro ball, and then you had an injury. Yeah, so, uh, 
you know, I just, uh, so at, at that point I was as I was the, the most active I had ever been in my life. I was the strongest. I was, you know, basically kicking at, at, at a uh, maximum output, you know, at 325, I was, you know, able to run. I was strong. I was, you know, having, having a great time. And, um, and I hurt my leg in a game and, uh, it kind of went downhill from there. So take us into what happened because that's because your weight like let this is and this is something i think a lot of people deal with like i think you've brought up some really good issues like one we we talked a little bit about like that idea of access and food scarcity having an impact when it's no longer there i think that's something a lot of people can relate to like when you come like i i know i can coming from a poorer background when i was suddenly in a place where i could get whatever food i wanted i got whatever food i wanted and but your weight, you know, kind of stayed in that yeah, that big guy range, you know, I, I could call it, you know, in the 300s. And so, like I'm, I'm saying, you're, you, you were, when you were overweight and you were, even when you started to get active, you were kind of in that big guy range, like we've been talking about, like in the 300s. And, you know, got it a little bit higher and then lost weight and kind of was in that place of being strong and active and kind of living life. And it wasn't until after, you know, like you said, the injury that your weight really started to then, for lack of a better term, balloon. And I think that's something a lot of people that deal with that loss of activity and the physical change and have those food issues that are kind of being held off by their activity level, see that happen. So where where did your weight eventually get to, man? Um, so eventually, by, well, my highest known weight got up to a 470. Um, the day I stepped on the scale and seen 470, I threw the scale away. And what was, what was life like for you then? Like what were the, what, how, how had everything changed, you know, getting to that size? Um, getting, getting to that size. Um, I mean, it, like I immediately, um, like I, I immediately, um, could, could feel the difference. Um, because of the weight, I had a real bad hip issue where I could walk maybe 10 minutes before I'm in so, such severe pain that I had to sit down. Um, severe sleep apnea, high blood pressure, um, pre-diabetes, basically the list, the laundry list. Because I guess this is a question, like, was it the change in activity you think that kind of drove you back? into the food or was it more because of that kind of being taken away from you? Like those things you were able to do, but being taken away by the injury, that food went from being just a comfort to being like a priority in terms of like making yourself feel better. So, um, I, I think, I think the activity played a big part because I went from being this not so active person, kind of like maintaining my weight, just, I guess through osmosis <laughs> to um, being the most active I have ever been in my life um, to now I hurt myself and I'm not doing anything. I'm going to work, sitting around, I'm at home sitting around. And, um, you know, like you said, uh, so, you know, I don't think food ever stopped being like a coping mechanism for me, but um, I think I was, the more active I was, like I was, I was chasing strength. I was chasing being a better athlete. So I was more conscious about what I was putting in my body. Um, 
Uh, because, at, you know, at that point I was, you know, I was literally, you know, I was working out two times a day. Um, I got a good friend, um, you know, Justin Mayo. He got me into football. He got me into, into lifting. And, and once I got into lifting, I, you know, I was addicted. I was um, in the gym two, two, three times a day, uh, two to three hours to the point to where I wouldn't leave until my wife called me. <laughs> uh, so, so it had, uh, you know, it, it, you know, uh, how this goes. Like, you know, a lot of the times when people do get to those bigger sizes, it's, they have an addictive personality and, um, and I definitely have one and it just switches between food, exercise, uh, video games and, you know, but it's always there. It's just, uh, what I'm pointing it at. No, that's a great point because I think that because like you were saying, like when you're physically active and you're working out like that, you know that fueling your body, your body helps with that, you know, like giving your body proper nutrition and, and, and the right food actually support those goals. So when you have those goals in focus, it's almost easier to eat better. You know, I talk with people a lot about that when they're like, what's the importance of exercise when it comes to weight loss? And I'm like, you don't necessarily have to exercise to make your weight change but it helps and supports that because if you go to work out and you've been eating crap food, you feel like crap in the gym. So you almost, it gives you that almost extra motivation to eat better and then to have that taken away. And like you said, kind of still have that addictive personality in place and those issues. It's easy to see that kind of snowballing and you during that time, like I, I know one of the things you shared with me was you would, had a couple like starts and stops when it came to trying to lose weight again. Like you'd get on for a month or two and fall off and get on for a month or two and fall off. Like what actually brought you to the point that you knew you needed to, like if you didn't make change, bad things were going to happen. So you needed to do something about it. Um, well, well, like I've always been like, I, I guess you can call me a helicopter parent. Um, and I'm proud of it. Um, you know, just because of the type of childhood I had growing up, you know, I, I made a commitment to my kids that, you know, they would never experience financially, uh, bullying, you know, certain things that I experienced. So I'm always there. And so the first time I really recognized that it was an issue was when I stopped, like, you know, and I'm the type of parent, that if I got an off day, I'm up at the kids school, I'm in the classroom, I'm there. You know, I'm that I'm the parent that every teacher know, even if you don't have my kids. Um, so, um, so, uh, so I'm I'm that type of parent, and so, like, I knew it was a big problem when I started to feel like, okay, my kids are gonna get bullied, you know, because of my size, because of my weight, and I just stopped going to the school period i stopped the way i was looking at it was like i wasn't gonna put them in a situation you know to get bullied like i was bullied and so i just stopped going i just stopped showing up and that had to be like how did that feel oh uh, man it, it you know it hurt especially you know somebody that grew up without a father um it, it hurt um i that was the first time i feel like you know, I failed them because I, I always, you know, I've always made it a point to go above and beyond for them. And uh, and at that point, that was when I realized, like, okay, wait, like you're now you're failing them. Which 
is a really powerful motivating force. Like it's not necessarily that something they're doing makes you have to lose weight, but you're realizing that this issue now is impacting your presence in their lives. Um, yeah, but, but you know, I, I also want to say this and, and that, um, you know, and which, which I had to realize and I didn't realize this until, you know, especially until the last year, um, all the times I would stop and start, it was always like, well, I'm gonna do this for my kids. I'm gonna do this for my wife. I'm gonna do that. You know, all, always the why I would create a why that was for everybody, you know, but me. And, um, I fail every single time when I created that why. When I created that why that oh this is for my kids, you know, my whole thing was like I'm a I'm a professional, I'm a expert procrastinator. I'll start Monday. I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> uh I'm the I'm the food funeral guy. <laughs> that, that's me. Which I Everyone, you know, most people that have had tried to lose weight have gone through that. You know, one more, one more celebration, one more time, you know, one more big meal, one more big blowout, and then you know that allows you to kind of push it off again and push it off again. So that is, that is a pattern that I know really well, man. And so it sounds like you're saying that this time, you know, when you reach this point, like your why had to change. Mm-hmm. So, In- um. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, God, I was just gonna say. So take us into that. Yeah. So, uh, so a, a lot of like, like I. So people always say, uh, you know, like, like I'm a, I'm like a, I got, I have like a salesman personality, in, in which I guess I had to develop to kind of go with my persona, um, you know, in order, you know, in order to have that like coping mechanism, um. And so I, I was always able to, you know, trick myself into like, okay, on Monday I'm gonna start, and I'm gonna do this for my kids, uh, uh, I'm gonna do this for my wife, and I'm a, you know, always just stringing myself along, lying to myself, and, and uh, you know, basically just, just selling myself a dream. And throughout that whole process, it was like, I was never, I never had. You know, I even lied to myself about having self-control, and I had none, absolutely zero. <laughs> but I would lie to myself and say that, like, I'm in control. Um, you know, that that access made me feel like I had some type of control that I never really had. Um, so so it was so it was just like, um, you know, like I said, like I would I would I've now don't get me wrong and it's like i don't know if people gonna understand this but i'm lazy you know i've you know i I was lazy and and it's not hard to be lazy at, at four plus 470 but i've also never been afraid to work so if i would get in that groove of working out if i would get in that groove of of, of doing something you know i would be like ocd about it like my my addictive personality would switch to um, you know, working out with switch to, you know, being active and that kind of stuff. And I would, I just, it, it was just like any little thing could derail me. Um, any emotional thing, any, any physical thing could just like derail me and throw me off. And it was like, when I, when I would go off the deep end, I would really go off the deep end. So, 
you know, I went from losing that initial um, 60 pounds or um, 80 pounds to putting on 180 pounds. Uh, and, and then, you know, of course, the older you get, the harder it becomes to, to get that weight off. So, you know, I always tell people that, you know, my journey to get to here today has been 10 years. It, you know, it's been a 10-year process of yo-yo dieting and uh, and getting on, falling off, getting on, falling off. And, um, you know, a lot of ups and downs throughout that process. And um, so, you know, I, I, I always tell people, like, you know, this for me, of course, I've had a lifelong journey of being a fat guy, but this... You know, this journey of actually trying to lose weight has has been like a 10-year thing for me. I think we all, in a lot of ways, like, it sometimes takes going through all of that to learn those lessons about ourselves. Like, to learn those truths about yourself that you didn't want to see. You know, like, I think that's a great metaphor there to talk about being, you know, you're, you were selling your lies to yourself to convince yourself to go off and have all those things happen, like, we get really good at convincing ourselves of the way that we want things to be or the way we think things are, but we ignore the reality that we're living in, you know, for the sake of being able to keep life the way it is. And you eventually uh, made a change, you know, decided to use a tool that we haven't really talked with anyone about on the show yet. We've talked to a couple people that have, have used weight loss surgery as an option. But I think it's it, if I haven't yet, it's been a while since I've talked to someone that had the procedure that you did. So take us into how you ended up, what procedure you had and like how that ended up happening. So, yeah. So so let me uh, like just backtrack for a second. So yeah. for, first I want to say, and uh, I probably shouldn't have got this far into, <laughs> into the conversation without saying it. But, you know, throughout that whole time of, of me going from, um, let's say, uh, 295 when I met my wife to 470 plus my wife never treated me different and mm -hmm. uh, you know I think as much as you know that helped me it also kind of hurt me because she never um, you know and like now being on this side of it like I just have so much more love and respect for her because uh, she never treated me different you know she I mean like in our relationship, like, you couldn't tell that I had gained 180 pounds on her. Like, you <laughs> you couldn't tell that, you know, that I, that I went from being this active guy, you know, that was playing football, working out, to now I can barely walk. I can barely breathe. You know, I, I can't take five steps without sweating. So she never, you know, she never treated me different. She never looked at me different, Um, you know, in the bedroom. And, and, and life never handled me different. So... You know, I always have to, in any conversation, you know, just give her props for that. Um, but so, like, so initially when I reached, um, I think I had gotten up to, like, 450. Let's just say um, 2019 uh, was the first time I considered, uh, like, having weight loss surgery. Um, I want to say, like, one of my coworkers, I was working security at the mall. Uh, that was another thing. Like, I was security supervisor at the mall, and I would just go – at the mall where we supposed to have patrols and sit in the office and just eat from the food court. <laughs> and so, and so I packed on a lot of weight there. Like I was actually supposed to be walking laps around the mall, but I would just go sit in the office and eat out, you know, my whole shift. Um, Talk but, about access. Yeah. 
so um but so one of one of my coworkers like she disappeared for a few weeks uh and came back and you know she had lost a significant amount of weight and uh so it was like she wasn't really talking about it but i knew somebody that was close to her and you know i i found out that she had had weight loss surgery so that was the first time it, it kind of crossed my mind and piqued my interest and so um you know at that point i I looked into it and, and started going to the um like started going to the appointments and stuff and meeting with the doctors and stuff and like actually considering it uh well like something came up to where they wanted me to take a a a, a stress test or something but it was gonna cost me like two two thousand dollars out of pocket something crazy and i was just like you know what screw it i i can do this myself um and so fast forward um fast forward to a year later and at least 25 more pounds um you know my wife she started to have a lot of co-workers who was going in you know getting weight loss surgery and so at that point we were starting to have that conversation so um one of her uh the doctor, um, Dr. John Pierre, Dr. Fritz, um, I think it's Fritz John Pierre, um, Dr. Fritz, he's like one of the best surgeons in the country or whatever, um, you know, like very highly touted, um, has never lost anyone, you know, all those kind of things. And so she was pushing me to look into it and, um, you know, see what the process is going to take. And when we realized that, the insurance would cover uh the procedure you know it's something i really started to take serious and uh especially with uh barely being able to walk and the severe sleep apnea and stuff and really i started i really started feel to, to feel like i could die like any day um and so that's when it you know became like urgent that i do something and so i started started this the process and uh I started the process in maybe late 2019 and or, or early 2020. Um, let's just say early 2020. And I think it was a with our insurance, you had to do like a three month process. Which makes sense. There's a there's a there's a lot. Of, it's it's not like you can just decide to have surgery and then they give it to you the next week. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I didn't know if you wanted me to actually like go into the what entails the three month or three months or not? Yeah, um, yeah you can you can yeah, tell so, us a little bit about that so people can okay. know. Okay, so so just a, a a quick speed through is like so you know some insurances require three months, some require six months, and so what you have to do is have three consecutive six months or three months uh, working with a bariatric program to basically show to them that you're not gonna waste their money <laughs> on this surgery. And so, um, and what that entails is you have to attend a certain amount of support groups. Um, you got to get cleared through pulmonary. You got to get cleared through a cardio doctor. Basically, all these doctors just got to give you a clearance to say that, you know, you're healthy enough to have this surgery and it, um, you know, you won't be risking your life to get this surgery. You have to also, which was big for me, you have to talk to a therapist, um, or a psychiatrist, it's a mental health uh, aspect as well. And now you went through this process. Did, were you 
always set from the beginning on the type of surgery that you had, or did you explore different options? Um, so so when I walked into the doctor's office, I can't remember exactly. Uh, I'm sure me and my wife had discussed it, but you know, I just knew that the procedure which I had to do out on the switch was. Uh, what what at the time they was using for uh, patients who had who had such a, a excess amount of weight to lose and and uh, uh, let me just pause one second but I actually started following you um, like I knew of you and started following you uh, maybe a year before I actually had the surgery which is crazy uh, <laughs> so I've been like following the fat guy forum for a long time. Um, but yeah, so, you know, when, basically all it took for me to, and, and he's like this super, you know, charismatic, um, you know, like, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Let's just say he liked the Beyonce of, uh, bariatric surgeons. And so, <laughs> so, you know, the, the women love him, but, uh, so, uh, you go in, you sit down with this guy and he tell you that, Hey. Um, I, I think this surgery is perfect for you. It's going to help you lose, you know, 200 plus pounds. And, you know, it's going to be a tool that's going to help you for the rest of your life. And it's going to help you maintain the weight loss. And, you know, he sold me there. And can you tell, because like I said, I haven't talked to a lot of people that have had the switch. Can you tell us a little bit about what that surgery entails? Um, so I can't get all technical because i don't know um you know but basically uh the biggest difference from the other surgeries is the uh the malabsorption basically um it basically has the highest rate of fat loss uh basically because you absorb you absorb the less uh you absorb the least amount of uh protein carbs and fats um and so it helps you lose the the most excess amount of weight and it helps you it it it, it has had the most long-term success because of the malabsorption and before we kind of get into because i know you had the surgery in august of last year we're going to talk about kind of like how that went for you and what has come after but were you was there fear in your mind having the surgery or like was it at this point it was, you knew this was the option you needed. Like where, take us a little bit into the kind of like that mental side. Okay, so again, I'm good at lying to myself and tricking myself. So up until um, like right around my first initial surgery date, which was July 26th, I had did a good job of faking it, um, of that I wasn't scared and you know, that I, I knew I had to do this and you know, and so, it, the closer it got, the more, you know, in my mind, I was scared to death, you know, that I would go into the operating room and not make it out. And so how you, you had the surgery and ended up having it in August of 2020. How did you, what, when did you really kind of say, okay, you face that truth for yourself, you know, stop, you know, lying to yourself about how you're feeling about it. Like, was it just, you were like, okay, this is happening. Well, again, I have to thank my wife. <laughs> so, uh, a few days before my initial uh, surgery date in July, I was out eating food, and you have to have at least two days to uh, like to clear your stomach and your bowels out. And I was out eating food the night before. You know, um, I looked at it as kind of like 
I was so scared that I kind of like sabotaged myself and I was still going to go in and have the surgery, but the food, like it actually had calmed me down and comforted me. It was, I'll never forget. It was a Jersey Mike sub. It was delicious. <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> so, um, now, so I think maybe the next day, um, some kind of way my wife found out. And when she found out, she lost her cool. She spazzed. Um, you know, my, mind you, all the time and effort we had put into getting up to this point, not to mention the money, the co-pays, uh, the deductible, everything to get to this point. And, you know, I basically ruined it because I couldn't control myself for 48 hours. Uh, so nonetheless, she spazzed and, and, you know, I end up having to basically reschedule my surgery for a month later because it, it wouldn't have been safe, you know, for him to operate on me with that food in my system. So what, I'm curious, what, what was that month like for you mentally then? Like knowing that you had almost like sabotage this opportunity, excuse me, sabotage this opportunity. Yeah. Um, I, I can't really say it was like, um, you know, I, like I, I love my wife and, and, you know, for me, one of the things that like has been my lifelong mission is to, you know, make her happy. And so, um, when I seen like how much that hurt her, you know, it was like, okay, no matter what the outcome going to be, I'm having this surgery. Um, and so that kind of like gave me that, you know, last little push over the edge to like, you know, we locked in at this point, it's going to happen. And whatever happens just happens. So there you go, man. Like you get August of 2020 comes and you have the surgery. What was it like right after? Um, r right after for me, of course, is like, uh, you know, if anybody know anything about weight loss surgery, they have to uh, pump your stomach with gas. So uh, you deal with, you know, gas pains immediately following the surgery. Um, but, you know, if anybody that put been put under, well, especially for me, it's like each time I've been put under, I've wake, uh, woke up and, and it's felt like minutes. And, um, and so, you know, I just woke up and, you know, dealing with those gas pains. Um, but, but really after dealing with the gas pains, a little bit incision pain, um, I have been like complication free. Um, nice. And so what's been happening for you since you had the surgery? Like your, what was your, your weight at surgery? So my weight at surgery being rolled back, I think I was like 453. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like you, you have to wait a certain amount of time to be cleared for physical activity. And it was like, uh, man, as soon as I was cleared for physical activity, I was off to the races. Um, you know, it was like in my mind and, and, you know, also like, um, so I'm not necessarily like, okay, so let, let me kind of backtrack a little bit. So during this whole process, uh, it's a friend of mine, uh, you know, from high school, she actually had the surgery and, uh, she wasn't like outwardly open about the surgery. But if you contact her about weight loss, she would tell you that, you know, I had weight loss surgery. And, uh, you know, one thing about, you know, 
having weight loss surgery is that the stigma that comes along with it, you know, of like people thinking or saying that you took the easy way out. Oh yeah. Um, and so, you know, like me and her had a lot of conversations about, um, you know, well, what should I say to people or like, how should I handle that? Um, and she was just like, you know, tell people that you're comfortable with, you know, tell people that, uh, and, and also let me say like during the mental health component, like I started to work through like a lot of stuff, you know, like with food, dealing with food, uh, with past trauma, with family stuff. And, you know, I was working, working through a lot of that stuff. And I was like in a very like kind of like vulnerable place. Mm -hmm. um where i was like making a lot of good headway like mentally and and that was like i don't know it was just like something that worried me that i didn't want to deal with you know the stigma or the blowback from people of whatever their opinion or or what was gonna be and so um you know i just told the people that i was comfortable with just told the people that you know like certain friends and people that i felt like you know would understand or that would get it um and you know also like you know for some reason it was also like i was comfortable with telling like complete strangers <laughs> um you know also i was comfortable with like telling complete strangers that i had the surgery or whatever um so uh you know so i so i never like really hit it but i was just never like um you know just out there you know beating the drum and telling people I had weight loss surgery. Mm -hmm. And so now life changes for you. Like you said, like the, in some ways a switch flipped in terms of like wanting to get back to that activity and start doing the work. So we're now, what, let's do some math. So August, you're I know exactly. We are eight months and two weeks. Two I was going to say, like, I, I was going to ask, like, so eight months and two weeks. And this is, this is kind of like one of the, you know, things where I think some people, their, their, their jaws will drop a little bit, but so how much weight have you lost in that time? So I have lost, uh, so currently as I sit today, I actually was, I haven't calculated because I lost some more weight, um, since we, uh, you know, since we last spoke, but I, this morning I was sitting at 279.6. Mm. Which would be 174 pounds. Yeah, something like that from surgery and like a yeah. 189 from my highest weight. Mm-hmm. So yes. life has to feel completely different. And this is also, you know, 279, What you know, just from the story you've been telling us, like you're headed into some uncharted territory for yourself. Oh, yeah. So, you know, like I, like I said, um, the lowest weight I ever remember being was 270. So, um... <laughs> So it, it, it's just like, I don't know, man. It's like, sometimes I don't even feel like this is my life or that, you know, like I'm this person. Like, um, and you know, another thing uh, that I wanted to say was like, you know, I felt like at times I was dying, but I, until I started like comparing the side by sides and looking back, I didn't realize like how bad off I actually was. And you know this from like, looking, looking outwardly, you can't really, you know you can't really see it um you know you know you're a big person and you know you need to lose some weight but you can't really 
like see it until you start seeing those pictures side by side and i always tell people like i always say like why didn't y'all tell me i look like i was gonna die <laughs> like when i look at those old pictures i literally feel like okay that dude could have died any second like and so um you know just just like these days man you know i i got a job that i love um you know I, i'm working out with my kids i'm the most active like i've been more active this past year than i have been in 25 28 years of my life um just in, in february man i was literally working out two to three times a day like mm. just seeing how much i could push it and so this change like and this is one of the things i don't think you know people can also get because I've talked to a lot of guys that whether it was just through a dietary change or through surgery or through another option have made kind of rapid transformations like that change. It's almost like your brain takes some time to catch up to it. So what do you think are the things that are keeping you on track right now that are telling you, OK, this is this this is the change I've made for my lifetime? Um you know you know what's so funny man is that like i be thinking about like you know a lot of people struggle with uh body dysmorphia and like just getting used to their new body like um not me <laughs> not me like i so um like so you i mean you you see my instagram like so i i always post like you know, old videos and stuff of me working out. And, you know, that's one thing I got from Neil Burns is just like taking pictures of the journey, taking, like getting those videos and capturing those moments. And so like each time that I started one of those journeys and failed, you know, it got me here to this point I was at today. And so like I have thousands of pictures I have hundreds of, uh, of videos, you know, I, I could do, I could do a before and after every single day for the next two years and not run out of fresh content. <laughs> and so, um, and, and, and so like, you know, I always say like in my head, man, I had this vision of being this person before I ever knew what weight loss surgery was. So like, you know, long story short, man, like I'm enjoying myself. You know, I feel like this is a, a second chance at life for me. And I think the biggest thing is like not to waste this opportunity. Um, and, you know, also I wanted to say, um, you know, Rob, uh, Rob, uh, what is it? My way is history on Instagram. Um, you know, like dude has had a huge um, impact on me of like, you know, I felt like um, I was on the right track and, you know, I was, moving in a way for uh long-term sustainability but you know he has actually helped me be more comfortable with you know not worrying about whatever the stigma whatever people gonna say about me um you know it is what it is if they feel like i took the easy way out fine but at the end of the day like you're not gonna find a lot of people that work as hard as i do every single day um like that 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 from the time i wake up and get up at three o'clock to the time i go back go to bed at seven o'clock it's not a lot of people whether they have weight loss surgery or not that's gonna put in the type of time to work out um to be active to do the things that i do 
and um you know I and I and I feel the same way about him um you know he dude dude is a worker man you know like he get it in um and, and so it's like you know he like I like I said man long story short he just helped me you know get comfortable with the fact that this what I had to do to save my life and I did you know and so whatever opinion that people gonna have that's their issue exactly and that's you know that you can't control other people and you can't control their opinions and you can't control what they think or say or do you can control yourself and how you re react to things and it's it sounds like you're in that place where you're doing that and instead of worrying about any other chattering voices it's about okay i'm i'm taking this opportunity i am i am doing the work i need to do to ensure that you're going to be that that active dad for the rest of your life you're going to be there for your wife you know you're going to be there for yourself yeah yes sir and you know also i wanted to uh also what helped me a lot was seeing people like you um like uh like Fat Chance trying, um, like Poro and different people in the weight loss community, um, like to see the the way that y'all react to people that that have had weight loss surgery, uh, you know, it's like, uh, uh, y'all don't know it, but it, it it like it impacts us a lot, you know. It, it allows us to be open, it allows us to be comfortable, it allows us to be like, you know, okay, these dudes accept us um who cares what the people who not doing nothing think you know like just to see um your interaction with rob just to see um you know different people you know like poro inter interactions with rob and stuff like that and you know just like how y'all treat people uh who have had weight loss surgery you know i know it has had like a big impact on me um you know because I'm sure there's people in the, you know, fitness lane or the weight loss lane that kind of like ostracize people that, you know, that have had the surgery. But, you know, you guys have have definitely been, you know, you you basically is no lines drawn on like, ah, this person had this, or this person did that. It's like, no, it's just all one community and the way y'all interact, man. I, I just love it. And. I appreciate hearing that because it, it's something where I look at kind of where I was in life and what I needed to do to get where I am. And I don't begrudge anyone the choices they need to make to save their life because that's what this all really comes down to. Cause you know, you know, when you were 470 pounds and avoiding the scale and seeing those health problems mount up, this wasn't just about, you know, I want to I want to lose a little weight so I can, you know, work out more. I want to lose a little weight so I fit better in clothes. It was about looking at the road ahead and not it not looking like it was very long. Yeah, yeah, man. Um I I know, you know, I know for a fact um that you know, I was knocking on death's door. Like I I know it. And um I know that, you know, making this decision um it it, it definitely it definitely saved my life. I know that for a fact. Like it ain't, <laughs> it ain't a, a, a guess or you know or nothing like that. Um, but you know also, man, to the people that have anything discouraging to say, like I tried. You know, I I put in my time. I tried, man. I I I tried extremely hard. You know, like I said, I can I can post video after video of me 
working out, you know, of me being 470, working out, of me being with a trainer, of me trying this, of me trying that, of me just, you know, like, like trying, you know, I, I, I tried, you know, I did it, man, I, I, I put in the work, so, um, it's like, for me, and then as a man, for me to finally get to that point, it, it was just something I knew, you know, I had to do if I wanted to live, and, you know, if I wanted to, to be here, you know, to be here for my kids, you know, and, and my wife, um, you know, I, it was just something that I knew needed to happen. So, so Chris, one, one more thing I really want to talk about with, for you, like not just, I, I do want to talk about kind of like what, what are the things that are challenging you now, but a bigger question I have is because one of the things that you talked about was the impact of, of being the bigger guy in your life, affecting that kind of persona you created, like, you know, the, the Chris that the world saw, you know, whether, you know, with the, with the anger and, and kind of like putting that persona out there, like what, how do you describe Chris today? Um, so, uh, let, let me kind of, uh, backtrack for a second because I don't think we, um, talked about this enough, but just the, the mental health aspect of, um, you know, like people don't realize how much like, uh, in the weight loss community, how much that is tied into mental health. Um, and I didn't realize it until I started working with that therapist pre-surgery. But, um, once you actually have the surgery, the physical, the actual like physical pain, the physical part is not the kicker. The kicker is the mental part that you go through and it's what a lot of people struggle with um and i think that was the biggest thing for me like the mental change that i had was like it, it was such a relief for me like now um it was such a relief for me to not have to wake up every day and be like well i'm gonna go eat these hot wings or i gotta go like i'm gonna take this way home because i know this restaurant is here and i can get this food that i want like it was such a, a, a it was like a, 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 a burden off of me, you know, that I didn't have to eat <laughs> like like I didn't have to eat. It was a it was a burden off of me. It was just like, man, I don't know. It was just like something clicked inside of me where it was like, OK, food doesn't run your life anymore. Now you can focus on just, you know, being a, a normal person of like working through stuff mentally and healing mentally and uh and you know the go with what you said is that um you know like the more this process went on man like it didn't take long for me to start like gaining confidence and <laughs> and feeling better about myself you know like like i say like a, a lot of people struggle with that kind of stuff not me man like i instantly started feeling myself i instantly <laughs> i instantly started like feeling better about myself and, and, and like, you know, walking past the mirror and stopping and and, it, and taking selfies and that kind of stuff. Um, and so that it, it wasn't hard for me to start like loving myself more physically. It, it was pretty easy to me. I felt, you know, I always say, like I use the analogy a lot that, uh, and sorry if I'm ranting, but um, I always use the analogy a lot that it felt like I got released from prison when I had that surgery. You know, I was trapped inside this body that I couldn't do anything about. And it was like, once I had the surgery, it gave me a tool where that if I work with that tool, if I used it correctly, um, 
you know, I could get myself out of this hole that I've been in. And like my weight has literally affected every single part of my life from career to relationship with my wife, relationship with my kids, relationship just with everybody, like every single like facet of my life. And, and also, you know, another thing, too, about weight loss surgery is people that have weight loss surgery and don't lose any weight. <laughs> like, it's they can go look it up. It's people that have weight loss surgery that don't lose any weight. It's people that have weight loss surgery and regain all the weight. It's people that, you know, have weight loss surgery and lose 10 pounds. So it's, it's not a guaranteed thing. So you could go through that process, go through that surgery, and end up at square one again. Um, and so, like I said, the biggest thing for me, man, was just like, okay, I got this opportunity. Um, and you know, I've always been the type of person that was like, you don't have to give me anything, but if I get the opportunity, I'm going, you know, head first 1000% into it. So let's talk about what comes next. Like what are the, what are the next challenges or opportunities that you see ahead for you? Um, so with, uh, you know, with, so with basically with like for me, so for me, what I did was, um, you know, in, in January, like I said, I, you know, I got a job now that I love, I got that job in January, but, um, so one of the things I did was I cut back, I cut everything out of my life, but my job, my wife and kids, of course, and working out and nutrition and so like it was days where i wouldn't watch tv it was days where um you know i, I wouldn't hang out i wouldn't do nothing it was just those four things I, I i like i stripped my life down to the bare minimum um to where it was like the only thing i was consuming was wife kids work working out nutrition you know just and, and so I did that um, a good part of January, the whole of February, um, the whole of the February, the whole month of February, I maybe watched an hour of TV and I was getting five minutes here, 10 minutes there. But like I said, I worked out. I was getting up before work, which I got ahead to work at 3 a.m. I was getting up to 3 a.m. working out for an hour. Then I would go to work, work out, you know, during my time at work in between my stops. And then I would get home and work out for two hours. And so my whole thought process with that was I'm going to make this lifestyle change. I'm going to make it habits. I'm going to make it where it's no excuses. You know, like, oh, I'm tired. Oh, I'm this. Oh, I'm that. No. Like, this is your life. This is in order to be successful um, for the long term, you know, like I had to do that. And, um and you oh what what i was gonna say earlier is that so my wife sent me a message one day and she was like uh you know she was like dang like you really are changing and at first i took it as a negative you know it offended me and i'm like what you mean and she was like you know you like a totally different person your moods have changed like you're much more like joyous like you're it's a lot easier to be around you um you know, basically just acknowledging the, the transformation that I had went through mentally. Um, and, you know, that was that was like a big thing for me. That was at, at that point, that was bigger than the weight loss for me. 
Um, and, and so, you know, basically, long story short, you know, I, I'll, I'll rant and rant. But long story short, basically, you know, I had put things into place in my day-to-day life that became habit where it's like uh, I, I, I won't make excuses. You know, I, I, I won't make excuses. I'll just get up daily and do what I need to do. That's amazing, man. And if people want to follow you on the daily, where do they go to, to track you down? Uh, Fat Better, the, uh, Fit Bear on Instagram, and also uh, I think the name of my new page, which I detail my whole um, weight loss surgery journey, is uh, I think it's Duano underscore Bear. Um, and there you can see from, uh, you know, if you scroll down, you can see from pre-surgery to surgery day to after surgery and just, uh, milestones from pre-surgery to now. That's awesome, man. And I'll put that information in the show notes for anyone that does want to connect with you. We've gone a long way through your journey, man, and I appreciate your time. I end every episode with five questions I call the fat guy five. Are you ready for them? Yes, sir. Okay, so let's get into it, Chris. Question number one, tell us, living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? Uh, Favorite fat guy? Um, uh, y'all probably won't know who he is, but uh, I'll probably, I don't know, that's a hard one. I, I have to say, too, uh, Ride Wave, which is my favorite rapper, and Rick Ross, because Rick Wa- Ross went from you know fat guy to he lost some weight so nice well there you go man question number two chris tell us what is one lesson that being a fat guy has taught you um i think the biggest lesson is like mind your own business like uh, nine times out of ten when you think people talking about you or laughing at you they don't even know you exist Mm. that's a that's a good one and a hard one you know like you like you said earlier we're we always expect when we're the bigger guy that people are looking at us and judging us and all of those things so to get yourself out of that place is is really powerful question number three chris what is one thing someone out there listening who wants to get their journey started today can do right now to get going um i'll say um you know, uh, with this kind of like was profound for me after the fact, but um, I hit this this dude up. I think his name is Jason Kaufman on Facebook, and he had went from like 320 pounds to um, let's say like 220 or something. And I, you know, was asking him for advice, and uh, he like one of them no nonsense type of dudes, and he was just like, man, put the fork down and get active. He like get active. That was the get active was basically the moral of the story for him and i think that's the biggest thing for a lot of people is that like once you reach a certain weight um you basically just sitting around laying around not doing nothing and even if you don't change your eating habits if you become more active if you burn more calories you know it's gonna help you out greatly in the long run there you go man question number four chris tell us what is something about yourself that you love Oh, man, this, you know, this past week was a long week for me, um, just mentally. And in the past, I don't think um, I don't think I would have been able to dealt with it, 
you know, the way that I have dealt with it. And I just want to say, you know, I love like the mental space that I'm in right now. I love my mental health right now. That's awesome, man. That's, that, that's something I think a lot of people could benefit from thinking about. And Chris, question number five, what is one goal that you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related? Um, you know, my, you know, again, man, I'm gonna have to stick with the mental thing is like, just, um, now that I have my biggest obstacle out of the way, I want to work on being a better person, you know, mainly a better husband, a better father. Um, that, that's like my biggest thing now, um, is, is that I just, you know, want to be better. And I, I just want to do better in those aspects in life. That's all good stuff, man. And I have no doubts with the work that you're putting in that you're going to make all of that happen. So, Chris, I just want to say a big thank you for coming on the show today. I just really appreciate you sharing your journey and what you've been through with everyone who's listening. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. And I could not end this show without um, giving my friend Derek Ritchie a shout out. Um, he has been, you know, instrumental for me. I send him my weight every day. Nice. <laughs> so, so that's my guy. And you know? I just wanted to tell him, thank you for everything, man. And thank you for, for having me on the show, man. There we go, man. There we go. I, it's, it's, it's good to acknowledge those people that are, are there along, you know, they're not doing the work, but they're a part of it. So it, it's good to give those shout outs. I, that, that's good to hear. Yes. Sir. So. Like I said, Chris's contact information will be in the show notes for anyone who wants to catch up with him. And even if you have questions about what he's been through, I'm sure he's going to be there for you. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Gourmet Goes Keto, on Twitter at Gourmet Goes Keto. You can email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com. And hey, my friends, remember, go out there and do something to amaze yourself today because you are the most amazing people that I know. And then come on back and catch us on the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum.